let's just say you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You want to work 20 hours a week and you want to for sure have two weeks out of the year where you don't have to work. I mean, that's a pretty simple calculation. You need to charge a hundred dollars an hour. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Courtney and Anne, and we are thrilled to be talking about another really great topic this week, which is pricing your services and planning for your business in the future as an entrepreneur. This is like your wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. I love I love talking to people about how do you price yourself out? How do you find like the hidden revenue in your business, knowing your worth? But I'm also like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little intimidated to have this conversation only because there is no right answer. And I think maybe intimidate isn't the right word, but I think if I just, I'm going to put that blanket statement out there right now, you may or may not agree with what we're going to say. And there's also no right or wrong answer. Like there is no secret sauce to what you should price your service at. As an entrepreneur, I think this is a conversation that continues to evolve. I mean, I'm curious, Courtney, have you ever gone out and Googled what does a marketing consultant charge per hour? I never have. Oh, Actually, sorry. like you saying that, I never have. Um, I have Googled all of the, or like I'll go peruse other people's websites that do work similar to my own. And I'm like, "Mm, what are they charging? Like I want to see, but I think at the end of the day, you need to price something that you feel confident about. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if whoever your client is says yes, and you're able to provide that service, guess what? It's a good fit. (laughs) Like, you know, I totally agree. And I think when I started out, I, knew what other agencies or like consultants that I knew in my market were charging. I didn't have to, I didn't have to Google it, but like I knew from working in the agency world and also working with other agencies, I knew what they were charging and I knew how I could be competitively priced to to compete with them. So that was kind of where I started when I was looking, but also when I first left the agency world, I was doing a ton of freelance writing work. And I just took whatever people paid me. I I didn't like necessarily have a rate that I was, I knew what I would say no to. I knew what was too inexpensive for, for my services. But typically I found that people said, here's what I'm willing to pay for this amount of content. And it was either a yes or no. One of my favorite questions is asking people what their budget is. So before like, and this is, Anytime I do business, that initial conversation, I never even, well, most of the time, I should say, most of the time I go into the initial conversation, not having a game plan. Like I don't have, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to quote them a rate um, usually, or, you know, so I don't like to necessarily have a set idea in mind of what I'm walking into. I I like to have a general idea, but I love to ask them, like, do you have a budget for this? Like, or can Mm -hmm. you give me a budget range? 
And then you know what? It's a lot easier if they give you a budget or a budget range of what they're able to afford for you then to go back and put together a proposal. Again, this comes back to the conversation that we had last week about repeatability and scalability. A hundred percent. And talking just about if every single time you are reinventing the wheel on your pricing, it's so stressful. Totally. You know, so you should, you should have a range in your mind of, or like your packages. Um, But can those packages change and evolve? Absolutely. You know, and as you, you know, as you gain more experience and more clients, that rate can go up. I, um, I completely agree. And I think that having a pitch deck that you can take and you can modify for proposals Mine for my agency is in PowerPoint. Ours for our podcast is in Canva. Like there's a lot of different tools that you can use to do that and make it repeatable. But I have found that just having that pulled together so that I don't have to reinvent a proposal every time I send one out is really valuable. And I also know what information that way, that way I know what information I need to get on the discovery call to incorporate into my proposal. And then I build out, what I do is build out flat fee services for for specific a la carte items that we offer in our agency. And then I also build out an hourly cost and say, if you're going to do more, typically the a la carte options are more expensive. And if you hit a certain amount of work that you want us to do, it's going to be more affordable for you to switch into an hourly retainer. So that makes it easier for me to know. I don't have to think about it. I know this is going to take this many hours. This is going to take this many hours because everything that we do falls within a particular spectrum of work. And if we're going to do uh, social media for someone and it's going to include these three things, this is what that flat fee cost is. This is how many hours are actually going to go into it. So I know kind of to scale how many hours they would need to work with us per month if they moved up into that retainer space. Yeah. And on the flip side of things, I think it's okay if you don't know, if you're just getting started Mm -hmm. and you're like, if you're a marketing consultant, you know, or, you know, I'm a strategic growth consultant, which a lot of people (laughs) can get confused of like, what even is that? Um, It's okay to not necessarily know, okay, it's going to take eight to 10 hours a month, eight to 10 hours a week, whatever that looks like, you might not know what that is. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can price yourself out and you can say in your head, I'm going to give myself a range of, you know, 10 hours a week for this project. And it's going to approximately take me two months. So what's that math? I want to charge X amount an hour. And it's kind of like that that backwards thinking. So you kind of reverse the situation, reverse engineer it to figure out, and maybe you give them a package that doesn't break down by hour, but in your head, you kind of, you know, you know, you did the reverse engineer to figure out what you think it's going to take, but then you just give them a blanket price. I think that if you're a business owner, that's been in business for even just a year, if you haven't changed your 
prices <laughs> at least like once. I just think it's something that, you know, people really struggle with and it's okay for that to evolve, you know, but you also, you want to make sure that it is worth your time. And so I run into this a lot. I work with a lot of small businesses and often we're talking about how they can grow their business and how they can work smarter and not harder and how they can work less hours and make more money. And I can't tell you how many times the conversation comes back to you're not asking for enough money. Like your services are worth more than what you're asking for. And so I think really it's like that gut check. And I do think like find a friend, find, I mean, that's, that's why we're saying that this isn't just a podcast, but this is a community that we want to create because we want to be able to provide a group of people that you can have conversations with and you can bounce ideas off of, like find someone who is doing something similar or who is maybe in your field and show them what you're thinking and say, ask, how does this sound? Like, does this make sense? Um, I agree. You know, I also think you can, if you're just getting started, you might not have that community yet. And if you're just getting started, there are places you can go online to research what other people are charging. And if you're in a professional services space where you're consulting online or doing freelance work online, I cannot say enough good things about Upwork. Go to Upwork and see what other people are charging. Go to Upwork and create a profile and see what jobs are paying because not, you know, everyone that's on there is independent. Um, but you're going to get a feel for with your skill set and the skills that you're providing, what type of pay can you expect through what you're finding from an availability standpoint for freelance work on a platform like that. And there's other platforms you can check too. That's just one that I have found to be consistently helpful. And that can give you a better idea of at least where to start well, I or if you're undervaluing yourself. Well, yeah. And I think too, if, if you have a goal in mind of how much money you want to make in the year, do the math. Okay. If you, if you want to make X amount of dollar, um, let's just say a hundred thousand dollars because it's an even number. Right. Are you going to make me do math on this, Courtney? Because I'm actually, I have my calculator up, so I'm going to calculate it for you. I, I usually um, go to my eight-year-old with any math questions because I swear he's more accurate than I am <laughs> most days. I didn't say that out loud, did I? Um, no, but you know, I think it's okay. Let's just say you want to make $100,000 a year. You want to work 20 hours a week and you want to for sure have two weeks out of the year where you don't have to work. I mean, that's a pretty simple calculation. You need to charge $100 an hour. Exactly. Yeah, no. And that's exactly what you have to do. You have to figure out how many hours you want to work and how much you want to make. And then that's an easy, and then, okay, great. Like, do I feel confident charging a hundred dollars an hour? And I think that's, you know, that's okay. And, um, I, that also tells you if you're not there, either you need to lower your rate and work more hours, or you need to be okay making a little bit less money while you upskill yourself. So go learn a new skill. That's going to give you the ability to charge that money. A hundred percent. I would never shy someone away 
from having an open conversation to whoever you're looking to work with about money. There are, I mean, I can tell you right now, I actually have someone that I'm looking, it's, it's a little bit outside of my framework pricing. And I went to them and I said, okay, like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. What do you think? And they came back to me and said, you know, that's great, but what if we did it this way? And so together we kind of came up with what that could look like, where Mm -hmm. it was like a win-win situation for both of us. So I think especially if if it's a service that you're providing and you're building that relationship, which that is again, something that I will preach all day long. Like you want to build positive relationships with the people that you're working with, then it should allow you to have an open conversation with them. And don't be afraid to ask, this is what I'm, what I'd like to propose to you. Does that, how does that sound to you? Do you have, you know, like, what were you thinking? Because I think sometimes we're so afraid that people are going to say no, or that people are going to think we're expensive, but you just, you don't know what the perception someone has of your services. And I think that comes back to creating the life that you want and creating the balance that you want. And it's okay for people to think you're expensive. If you're worth those dollars, it's okay for people to think you're expensive and it's okay for people to weed themselves out. Like if they're not the right fit and they weed themselves out at the beginning of the relationship, you're actually in a better position long-term because you're not going to be unhappy working with them. And you're not going to feel like you need to fire them down the road, which is always a great way to torpedo a relationship. Well, and you know, honestly, you're not going to be happy in the long run, right? Mm -mm. Like, I think it's okay for you to say, I don't think this is going to work out because we're in two different places. Like if they can't afford you and, but, but you also can't afford to work at the rate that they can afford. Like that's okay. Sometimes on the flip side, I also think it's okay to price yourself lower. If you feel like you need that experience, cause you're just getting started or maybe you want this relationship to grow. And this is like your dream client. Maybe it's okay to say my starting rate looks like X and in three to six months, it's going to grow and evolve once you've been working together. You know, I know what's funny about that is I was looking, we're going on a trip and I was looking at Airbnbs and when you get started with a new property, I'm not an Airbnb expert, but from what I can tell, when you start listing a brand new property on Airbnb that doesn't have any um, reviews on it, the rates are lower. And then once those experienced Airbnb owners build that property up, the rate seems to double. And so if you can find a property that is a great property that you that is with someone that seems to have a track record of success in providing a great experience, you may feel confident buying into that and then giving them a review at the end of it. But in six months, if you go to stay at the same property, it's going to be more expensive. And you kind of have to look at it the same way that you're, especially when you're just getting started and you're building your client list, you are you have the experience, you just don't have necessarily all the credibility you need to charge that higher rate. 
But if you put in the work and you intentionally ask for referrals and reviews, you can elevate yourself in a short period of time to being perceived as being worth that higher rate. And that's, I mean, it's the same thing. We accept that when it's a product or something tangible, but we don't always accept that when it's an intangible about ourselves that, well, I can only charge this in six months. How could I be able to charge double that? It's, it's actually something you can definitely do. Oh, I love, I love that analogy. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, and I think that I had a someone once who told me that as soon as someone said yes to their pricing twice without batting an eye, it was time to increase their pricing. That um, is so smart. Right. And so that was like, she made a pact with like another business friend that every time they got two yeses, it was time to increase their pricing a little bit. And I think, you know, like you said, as you gain experience, you can increase your pricing. And so it doesn't always have to be a blanket cost, you know, and, and that can evolve as your business evolves. But I think the biggest thing is making sure that you have that confidence to stick to your guns about what your pricing is. And then number two, let's go back to that boundaries conversation. I think something that's really important when we're talking about pricing is setting those boundaries of what that pricing includes. Because I can't tell you how many times I have worked with a business who they got what they quoted the person, right? So they're like, you say it's like a graphic designer and they said, okay, for this branding or for this logo, for this website, it's X amount of money, but then it took them twice as long to create that project because of all the back and forth that they were doing with the client. Because, you know, maybe yes. with one person, they were like, every time they were like, great, that looks great. You know, so make sure when you're pricing yourself out that you're also setting the boundaries around what that looks like. So is it per project? Do you like think through those things of, if you're a designer, how many times can they go back and forth and make edits, you know, things like that. So that you're also setting expectations from the front and from mm-hmm. the start around, this is the price of my service or good. And this is what the process looks like. And then that way you can't go back and get frustrated when it takes you twice as long. I have so many stories of how that has blown up in my face, especially early on (laughs) in freelancing. But one thing that I have found to be very effective is number one, putting a cap on the number of revisions or the amount of back and forth. But number two, putting a cap on the timeline because you will run into clients that move forward, move forward. And then all of a sudden you can't get a hold of them. And so one thing that I've learned through that is one, never put your billing on hold for someone else putting a project on hold. Your bill dates should always be clearly defined up front. So we're going to bill you 50% uh, February 1st, and we're going to bill you 50% on March 1st. It's not, we're not holding that balance until the project is done because I know that 
if this project stays on track, we should be done with the full project by March 1st because it's just a month-long project. The other component of that is if someone puts a project on hold with you, have a restart fee because what happens is a project goes on hold and you're spending a lot of time following up with someone to get them to re-engage and get the project done so that you can get it off of your plate. And by the time that they come back around, not every time, but sometimes when they come back around, it's six months down the line. This doesn't happen super often, but it happens often enough that I'm going to say this. Uh, Six months down the line, you're restarting and it's like you're starting from scratch because you don't remember where you left off or your team doesn't remember where you left off. And now you have to put all this extra time and money into, into restarting a project that you didn't pause to begin with. So those are things to think about as you're pricing yourself out and you're just being very transparent with your prospects or your clients about what your pricing structure looks like because it helps keep them on track with your timeline, but it also uh, make sure that you're compensated when things that happen on the client side are delayed and not on your side. Yeah, no, I think that's that's so smart. And I really feel like, again, it comes back to boundaries and making sure when you're pricing your services um, that you're thinking about setting these boundaries in place on the front end. Because when when you can clarify and when you can set expectations then you can't be angry when it doesn't go your way because you set those boundaries from the beginning. And then you can also hold to that. So if you get frustrated because all of a sudden they, you know, are sitting on it or they keep coming back and asking for more revisions, you can say per our initial agreement, this was stated or that was stated. And I think, you know, so when you're thinking about pricing, I would suggest for all of you out there who are want to move forward, or maybe you haven't started your own business yet, but you're wanting to do this, like go out, do, do that reverse engineer of, I want to make this amount of money. I want to work this, this many hours and mm-hmm. figure out what that sweet spot is, but then also set those boundaries around what that looks like, because that's mm-hmm. just as important, if not more important to that, that price. Right. And your ability to take on more work because it doesn't, because you just know what you're willing to accept and what this is going to look like and what happens if something happens on the, on the other side of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope, awesome combo I, today. Yeah, I hope that helped. Like I said, I feel like this is a conversation that honestly we could talk about for days and there's no right. There's no wrong answer, but I don't know, hopefully something sparked a thought in your mind, or it was an engaged conversation of, oh, I've never thought of it that way. And um, I'm sure we'll come back to this conversation again. (laughs) We're excited that you could join us today. If you like this episode, be sure to give us a subscribe and a review on your podcasting platform of choice. We are available on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok, at least for me, and coming soon. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And we'd love to connect with you there too. We share different content on those channels as well. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.